Welcome back. Uh, I wanted to first start off with uh, the apology of what happened to us last week. No, it didn't happen to us. It happened to me. So anyway, I was at Omega. Everything was planned perfectly well for starting at uh, 12 p.m. as I promised in Eastern Standard Time. But uh, the gods and the goddesses had different plans and the Wi-Fi didn't really work. So that's why we had to rush to the coffee shop and do something to give you some heads up for the next week. And after that incident, I had a talk with Belinda, my friend. And while she was um, sharing her thoughts, I had this idea that maybe what we should do is we should start off our um, meetings or our Instagram lives, if you're watching me through Instagram or if you're on Zoom uh, and get all the nice images, uh, to start off with actually talking a little bit more slow because... I tend to speak really fast. Mercury in Aries does that to people. And uh, maybe talk more about the days as if each day is a chart, which it is, and trying to explain a little bit more what you could do or how you can benefit or what you have to be a little bit careful. So what we'll do from now on and see how it goes. I mean, you guys can email me or 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 message me and tell me what do you think about the new format. So we'll do that first, and then I'll share some thoughts from uh, the week and how everything that is above related to the below, the below to the above, like we always do. But I think that what happens sometimes is that I get too carried away and too excited. And then at the end, uh, I just have to go really fast through all the week. And some of you get um, a little bit confused. So that's why I wanted to change the format and do the end in the beginning and the beginning and the end because there is no beginning and no end anyway. So that makes total sense. Before that, a few announcements. If you are in an LA area or if you know people in the LA area next week on Sunday, not at the time we're going to talk, it's going to be in the evening at uh, 5 p.m. Right before Halloween, we're going to do a past lifetime regression, a pop-up, a spiritual pop-up. It's a new concept, which I really like with the Den Meditation, uh, which I've been working on for years and years now. We're going to have this place in Hollywood, especially organized for Halloween, one day before Halloween, when the veils between the previous lives are very, very thin, and you can basically walk back and forth between them. My whole idea is why do you need to wear costumes in Halloween if you can go into a past life and wear a whole body as a costume? So that's what we're going to do. If you're around LA, please join us. And uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be available on the um, internet or through webinar, and we're going to do another one maybe in the future. I think when I'm going to be in England, it's going to be um, also available through the web and the other one we're going to do on november 18 which is a friday at 7 p.m we're going to do a class on the astrology on 2023 and it includes also a book signing so you get a book if you come there it's in santa monica you can check on uh, uh the chart i mean if you look at my by uh, my bio link yeah on instagram you should be able to see all the events uh, and of course on the zoom you can see it already and if you are interested in doing the 2023 class on web on uh, the web, we're going to do a webinar on November 13. It's a Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but there's going to be a recording. So please join me, if not to the webinar, eh, at least uh, in person. So everybody's covered. We're going to have it in webinar, and we're going to also have it in person. So uh, what is happening this week? So we're going to start off talking about the astrology of 2020, uh, October 23rd, 2022. 
up until next Sunday. Now, I know that you guys in uh, Instagram, you can't really see the chart. People on Zoom can actually see. So always you can join us, uh, live Instagram people. You can always join us. You can even click now, I think, uh, and maybe get in into my website, into my link over there in uh, Instagram. But you can also uh, get the gist of it. You don't have to necessarily look at a bunch of symbols uh, trapped in a circle, which is basically what the astrology chart is. But anyway, October 23rd, today is a Sunday. For some of you, it's already uh, the end of Sunday. For some of you, it's only beginning. For some of you, it's in the middle. Some of you are actually on Monday already, and maybe some of you are in Saturday. Oh, God knows. But anyway, we have the first day of Scorpio, literally uh, today is the first day of Scorpio. We moved into Scorpio and there's something really interesting happening today. We have the sun on top of Venus, literally right now. Uh, this is actually a really powerful thing. It begins a seven-year cycle of uh, uh, Libra, uh, sorry, of Venus. Venus was with the sun conjunct yesterday also in Libra, and now they're conjuncting together in Scorpio. It's almost as if the sun fell in love with Venus, which happens quite a lot. Venus in your chart never goes that far away from the sun. So a lot of time, if you are in Aries, your Venus might be in Aries, uh, like my case, for example. Or if you're a Taurus, your Venus might be in Taurus because Venus and Mercury don't venture off that far away from the sun. They like to be close to the sun, of course, because these are the two planets that are the closest uh, to the solar disk. So Venus likes to walk with the sun. She feels comfortable with the sun. And of course, the sun loves to have Venus around. She's very entertaining. She's very beautiful. So they sometimes walk hand in hand from one sign to the other. That's what happened to them yesterday. So Venus was in her sign for almost three weeks. Uh, the last three weeks when she was in Libra, super happy about justice, fairness, everything it has to do with um, uh, connecting much more to the archetype of beauty and relationship. And now Venus is going to spend uh, three weeks approximately almost a month in Scorpio, which she does not necessarily like because Scorpio is the witch and you don't see a lot of witches coming to fashion shows or a lot of witches um, wanting to know, to be seen or wanting to be adored or wanting to be uh, heard, which is very much Venus all about. Venus is art, it's music, it's singing, it's design, it's colors, it's being fabulous, it's being glorious, it's being... Um, outrageously in the center of attention. And when Venus is in Scorpio, she's the witch. She doesn't want to be seen. She doesn't want you creeping on her cave in the forest. And she doesn't want you seeing her dance naked at midnight with the other witches. You know, So it's almost like uh, these classes that women have, I'm not saying they're all witches, but it would be actually good for them to be witches that are going to pole dancing and no men are allowed, no mirrors are allowed, which I really like that idea and that concept, that their sexuality is for themselves. That's very much what Venus in Scorpio is going to be. So we're now having the sun move for 30 days into the realm of Scorpio. And Scorpio is all about death, resurrection. Uh, you're going to see everything becoming very, very intense. Uh, the protests in uh, Iran are going to get more deadly, more intense. Uh, the, the war in, in Ukraine, you're going to see more bloodshed. You're going to see more civilians die. There's going to be some kind of a, a push, not only because Mars, the ruler of Scorpio, is threatening to, re to retrograde in a few days. We'll talk about it in a second. But also the fact that the sun and Venus are in Scorpio, it makes it even more intense. So what we're going to have now for three weeks is a little bit more heaviness around everything that has to do with relationship, partnerships, uh, even financially, because Venus in Scorpio, it's not too bad for working with other people's money, other people's talents, investments. 
uh, inheritance, talking a lot about what will I leave behind me or what would I, uh, what is my contribution to humanity? That's always happening around Scorpio. So Scorpio is a pretty morbid period, not necessarily in a terrible way. I mean, I was just driving uh, down from Massachusetts to New York, uh, and I saw the foliage there. I saw the the leaves turning from uh, yellow to gold to to orange to red. And, you know, driving down there, sometimes it was so intense, the beauty, that it made me uh, cry. Not cry like I'm, you know, sad for the trees to losing their, their, their leaves because it's a good thing that is happening to them. It's called apoptosis in biology. It's basically the uh, interconnectedness of death and life and how they both need each other without the leaves live, living uh, the tree wouldn't survive the winter. So it's a beautiful thing that's happening. I mean, it's it's death in its glorious beauty. Uh, you can definitely say that's a Venus in Scorpio situation where you see the beauty, Venus in Scorpio, which is death. Uh, but the beauty was so intense that it almost was like, you know how when you fall in love and, and you're worried about your heart because of all the dopamine release or whatever? Same thing happened to me with my eyes. I was worried about my eyes. I could, it's almost like I couldn't contain that, uh, that beauty. And it seemed futile to take pictures of it or to stop or to admire it more. It was like unbearable. Anyway, that's very much Venus in Scorpio. And the fact that the sun is on top of Venus today, there is a new cycle beginning in your understanding of relationship, partnership, even your finance, anything to do with what is intimacy for you. So these are very powerful questions that are being asked. Now, this is all in the context of the South Node being in Scorpio since December of last year until July of next year. So on top of having the sun and Venus in Scorpio right now, elevating the archetype of Scorpio among us. We also have the south node in Scorpio, which tells us that you shouldn't get too Scorpio-like, meaning that in this period of time right now, it will be unwise to be too much of a Scorpio, too possessive, too jealous, uh, too obsessed about certain things, even desiring too much. It's as if uh, desire can be problematic uh, in the next uh, few months, still until July of next year. So what is happening right now is that we are shedding off some of the Scorpio qualities in all of us. Of course, if you are a Scorpio, you're feeling the need to be a little bit less Scorpio. If you're a Scorpio rising, you might feel until July of next year, the feeling that the road is a little bit blurry, or maybe I need to make a change in my path. If you have your morning Scorpio, you have second thoughts about where I want to live, who I want to live with, maybe traumas from early childhood resurrecting issues might be with a mother's women breaking away even from mother influence. Uh, so all of the Scorpio archetypes are now being affected. And of course, in your chart, you have someplace Scorpio. You know, they have a house, an area in your life that is ruled by Scorpio. In that area in your life, you need to be a little bit less off. It's almost as if you're hitting the brakes a little bit more. Now, the moon and Mercury are in Libra. Mercury is going to continue being in Libra for the next week. Mercury in Libra is really happy, actually. Mercury in Libra is all about, again, the connection to between communication and art, uh, let's say numbers and colors or scents 
and digits. You know, anything that you can put between your left, left and the right brain, very, very recommended right now, kind of creating an integration between those two aspects of who you are. Or you can say like this, the, the cortex and the, um, and the more reptilian brain, you know, the emotional brain. So this is a time because the moon is in Libra today, tomorrow. Moon in Libra in the tarot card is the two of uh, swords, which actually means peace. Usually when the moon is in Libra, we are asked to create or to have some kind of a spiritual decision, not a decision if to, um, you know, eat a chocolate cake or to eat, uh, um, I don't know, um, another type of cake, a, a croissant. But the idea is that you're making a spiritual decision, a decision that is very important in your life, something that happens once a month that you have to make a certain decision, a certain recognition, a certain reflection. That's very much the moon in Libra. It asks us to reflect upon things. Now, the moon is going to be in Libra today, tomorrow, Tuesday a little bit. So you definitely have time to make that spiritual decision. And the reason why it's so dominant is because on the 25th, which we're going to come in two days, I guess it's Tuesday, we're going to have the eclipse season open up. And the eclipse season, you already started feeling it, but it's definitely going to be felt uh, when the moon hits the sun and we're going to have a solar eclipse on October 25th all the way up until November 8th, extending a few more days after. It's two weeks where we're going to have eclipse season. And that basically means that if you're driving second gear, you're suddenly pushing it to the fourth, fifth gear. If you're um, driving the fifth gear, well, you're becoming uh, an airplane and you're growing wings and you're flying faster. Everything is becoming much, much faster, coming to some kind of resolution. And because it's happening in the archetype of Scorpio and Taurus, it might be related to finance. It relates to power. It relates to your values. And it's kind of interesting because right on the lunar eclipse between Scorpio and Taurus, when the moon is exalted in Taurus, which is the sign of values, and the moon represents usually the people, here in the United States, they're going to go to the midterm election. So I can already tell you that whatever the polls are saying is going to be either different or complete surprise because we're going to have Mars retrograde, which always causes surprises. And we have the eclipses pushing processes to some kind of resolution. It's almost as if it's uh, forcing things to surface into the um, open, to up, to resurface to the open. So that's the eclipses. And so the spiritual decision that you need to do in the next few days might be related to the eclipse. Right at the eclipse on the 25th Tuesday, the moon is going to move into Scorpio and push everything because it's a solar eclipse. Solar eclipse affects a lot of time more self-employed people, leaders. It affects more royalty. <laughs> royalty, I mean... I don't know if it's about Prince uh, King Charles, but it might be much more about leaders or people who are in the um, in the high position. So it will be interesting to see what's going to happen there in places like Russia when Putin is out of control or Khomeini is out of control in Iran or any kind of leadership. It could be a little bit uh, a, a little bit a lot of intensity happening again October twenty five and November. Eight, so we're heading towards eclipse season. What the best thing to do is paddle, paddle before the eclipse comes. Meaning that if you know that there is something you want to really push in the next few months, next six months, this is a time to make a lot of push. This is a time to take it to the next level to really um, give all of yourself to it. So that's what's happening mainly uh, today. Preparation for the eclipse. And by the way, I'm going to do a with Laura Day at uh, Laura Day Intuit on October 25th, which is the eclipse, right at 10 o'clock in the morning, Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Uh, we're going to do a talk about that, about how to prepare to the eclipse, what to do in the eclipse season through the astrological and intuitive uh, point of view. So the 25th, things are pushing. Before that, it's really good to uh, make sure that you're preparing. People ask, can we start something new? Is it a good time to start? Listen, before Mars retrograde, it is good time to start. We're already in the shadow of Mars. I mean, that's kind of obvious. I mean, I mean, this is obvious. You see, this is the shadow of Mars because I'm in Aries. Aries rules the head. I was tying this uh, a, a vine to uh, some kind of a canopy and I um, hit it and I started bleeding like crazy and the vine bled with me. But anyway, that's definitely Mars in Gemini. So we are in the shadow of Mars. Not the best time to start things. Definitely, if that thing that you want to start has to do with uh, in, in investments or it has to do a lot with working with other people's money, other people's talents, production, it might be a little bit more tough from October 29 to, let's say, January 14. So it's better to start projects before. But in Eclipse, to start something new is not always the easiest because uh, it's just too intense. It's almost like trying to put a seed in the ground when it's really heavy rain and the rain might wash away the uh, the seed and maybe it will sprout but uh, very far away down the street in some places or in under the ground you know so that's not the easiest another thing that's happening today which is crucial is saturn going uh, stationary and saturn stationary it's about to go uh, retro uh, direct i mean we're gonna have him um yeah. So today and last yesterday and today, Saturn was stationary or is stationary. It's a little bit more stuck. Uh, Saturn is the sign of discipline. So if you're slacking a little bit off discipline, it kind of makes sure it's kind of makes sense. It's almost as if, uh, you know, the uh, police of Saturn, karma police is uh, away sleeping. And so suddenly we're doing things that we're not supposed to. We're eating food we're not supposed to eat. We're going back to a relationship we know that is not good for us. So be a little bit careful when Saturn is stationary, even when he's retrograde, which has been the last four and a half month, we could get slack. We could slack off. We could get some relapses because the guardian of uh, discipline is not is not straight. So now he's going to go direct from tomorrow and it's going to be much easier to hold on to our discipline. And by the way, it's interesting that uh, to see what was going to be going on with Iran, for example, because the last two months when they had that uh, immense um, uh, women revolution, or I think it's women and young people's revolution. Uh, let's see what happened when Saturn is going direct in Aquarius, which is the sign of the people revolution, because it could give them a big push forward, especially because Saturn, again, is going to be in Aquarius, which is all about democracy. And we've been having it uh, since December, sorry, since March of 2020 until March 7 of 2023. We're going to have that Saturn in Aquarius. And now it's the last time Saturn is going to be in Aquarius for 30 years going direct as he's about to move into Pisces on March 7. So definitely a lot of things are happening. Again, today we're having the sun on top of Venus. And actually that Sun and Venus energy is getting what is happening while Mercury and Saturn are sending beautiful energy to each other. The moon is asking you for a spiritual decision, a monumental decision to be taken today and tomorrow. These are the main important things uh, for today. Now, as we go into October 24, we have the moon still in Libra and it's sitting on top of Mercury, which is always good. Mercury in Libra is very just. It's very reasonable. It's very balanced. It's also very objective. 
it has a, a, some kind of connection to design, colors, beauty. And Mercury, as long as it's going to be a few more days in Libra, if you have some issues with partners in work, partners in life, it's a really good time to heal the patches or to go or to some kind of find some kind of balance or be able to find a way to communicate in a much more understanding way. So that's the moon on top of Mercury that's going to be for you on Monday. And it's going to be also on Tuesday before the eclipses. So it's really good that if there is some open issues or some problems in relationships in work or relationships in life, any contractual relationship, try to discuss it Monday, Tuesday. So you're ready before the eclipse. So the eclipse doesn't push things to the point that you don't want to talk anymore. The other thing that's happening tomorrow on Monday is a very beautiful connection, a trine, we call it. A trine is a flow. It's a door that opens slowly that allows you to come in, and inside you can see a beautiful secret garden. That's Mars sending pretty good energy to Saturn. Mars and Saturn together are always good. That's why when Mars is in Capricorn, he's exalted. Capricorn, of course, is the ruler of Saturn. So, uh, sorry, Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. So we have Saturn sending beautiful energy to Mars. That means that your your action could be constructive, could have a good plan. So if you're planning something tomorrow to do, for example, I know that some of my friends are picking up a car tomorrow. That's great. Saturn is stability, security. It's sending good energy to um, uh, Mars. Also, Vesta is sending a beautiful energy to Mars. Vesta is the goddess of the hearth. So any kind of action around home, home improvement, anything you want to add to your home, this is really good. Again, anything we can milk out of Mars uh, before the 29 is really important. Again, Mars is passion, action, movement, fighting for things, vitality, energy. Um, so anything you need to do and accomplish, this will be a great time before the 29. 29 is a Saturday. We're going to make everything possible before Mars goes uh, stationary, the 29 and the 30th. 29 and 30th, great time to meditation. So for example, if you are in LA, that's one of the reasons why we're going to have the meditation on the 30th, which is one day before Halloween, when, the, like I told you, the veils between the living and the dead are the thinnest. That's why you can tap into past life really easily. But also when Mars is stationary, it's actually pretty good for meditation because Mars stationary means that it's sleeping. The soldier is sleeping and it's okay that he's sleeping because usually he's an hyperactive uh, um, guy that causes a lot of trouble if there's not enough action. So especially when he's in Gemini. So again, anything you need to do with action, movement, leadership, initiation, try to do it before uh, October 29th. Also Monday, we have the sun, as you can see, on top of Venus, really strong positive energy. So the sun is guided by Venus conjunction, really beautiful. You look better, you you, you feel better. Um, even though we're in Scorpio, which is a little bit darker, we're starting to contemplate death and transformation and magic and all that. But there's something connecting beauty, design and colors with the occult, hidden energies, passion, maybe there's a new passion for an artistic expression, something really good that is going on with uh, beauty and design also tomorrow. And again, in connection to relationship, no bullshit, no socialite, no um, uh, superficial, everything needs to be hardcore, deep and intense, you know. Same time, the moon is on top of Mercury. So it's interesting, the sun is on top of Venus, moon on top of Mercury, we have a lot of conjunction to the sun and the moon as they themselves are coming together on the 25th. So for me, it's almost like tributes that come together into this beautiful river that uh, the river is going to take us to the next level, almost like to the sea between October 25 to November 8. And we're having a lot of intellectual connection actually coming from the moon 
and a lot of beauty and emotional energy actually coming from the sun. They kind of switch places. But the moon in Libra, again, spiritual decision has to do with Mercury. Mercury's communication, writing, businesses, contracts, marketing, sales. And Mercury and the moon on Monday are sending almost a perfect line to um, Saturn and to Mars. This is creating this triangle of protection. The triangle for me is the sacred mountain you know, the mountain that we climb to reach the divine. And that's precisely what's going to happen to us on Monday. So Monday, tomorrow is a really powerful day for achieving a lot of things. Just be aware that there could be some gossip. There could be some uh, difficulties, especially to women among women, because the moon and the black moon are sending a square. Square means fighting. Uh, so it's fighting between one woman boss that you have with another woman boss you have. Or if you're a woman, you might be fighting with your with your boss and your boss thinks that you're the black moon because you heard what I said. And you think that your boss is the black moon because you heard what I said. So everybody thinks about everybody else that they're the black moon. But the idea is that there is a lot of uh, fears that are coming up. So it's good that we have all these conjunctions and all of these strength coming from Mars, Saturn, but again, black moon, the light moon are squaring gossip. Uh, try to stay away from all of that. If we look at the 25th, that is our eclipse and it's happening two degrees in Scorpio. Remember, we talked about the importance of degrees uh, because the numbers themselves symbolize a lot. So look at what we have on that uh, eclipse. We have the sun, two degrees, Scorpio, Venus, two degrees, Scorpio, Ven um, uh, the sun, moon, two degrees, Scorpio. Literally, it's a conjunction of the moon, the sun, and Venus. This is very rare that an eclipse will have so much influence of uh, the, sun, the moon and Venus. So it's very much connected to starting something new, but you don't have to start it. It could be something coming your way. It could be that you're able to see from afar because new moon is beginnings that take a long time to manifest. So when you happen, you know, you don't have to always do actively things with astrology. Sometimes it's interesting to see, wait, tomorrow, it's Tuesday. Oh, you know, I'm going to forget about that. And Tuesday night, I'm going to think, what new thing happened to me today? That's another way to look at it. It's not passive. It's just more inquisitive or curious or likes to flow a little bit more. It's because the moon and the sun and Venus are going to be in Scorpio. It is very much about water and about flowing. So that means that sometimes it's not bad to look back and say, okay, what started on this very auspicious new moon in Scorpio, which happened to be also a solar eclipse, that thing, whatever started, maybe it's a new person I met in the, in the um, supermarket. Maybe it's a, a, an email I got from somebody that I've been trying to reach for a long time. Great. It's a seed, but it's going to take a long time for that seed to come into a fruit. So basically a beginning that will take a long time to manifest. So always remember that on new moons, if something happened to you. But this new moon, it is a solar eclipse, is pushing forward a lot of connection to relationship, partnerships balancing things again because of that Venus energy. But because Venus is in Scorpio, it is a pretty powerful time of coming together with people, even though it's happening in Scorpio. And if I look to see what is the Sabian symbol, it's um, a house raising. Now, a house raising in the old world, world was people come together and they lift literally the house in order to move it for some reason. You know. Now, it's interesting because cancer, which is the sign of home, is immovable objects, things that don't move, things that cannot be uh, shifted or changed. That's what home always represents. I was watching yesterday the Wolverine, uh, the night, I think it's called. Uh, it's a special 
uh, where is it? In Disney, I think it's connected to Marvel. It's not too bad, actually. And there's a scene there when one guy is saying, when the hero is actually saying, you know, I, I feel my family all around me. It's, it's all over me. It's kind of becomes an atmosphere or something like that, he says. It's not moving anywhere. They could all die, but I take it with me. And that was a beautiful scene that explained the, the concept of cancer. Cancer is immovable things immovable objects like homes and houses. But that's why I also put lately, I started putting genetics and your family heritable information, which is genes, in cancer. It's in a, in a cell, right? It's in your DNA is in a cell. The cell is like the shell of the um, cancer, the, the home of your information, the home of your data that you carry on, that you received, and that you're also going to give. It's very Kabbalistic. It's basically your tree of life inside of that cell. And it's immovable. Yes, your genetics are immovable. Of course, we can fix some of the broken things. We can enhance them, but there is a range in which you can do that. That's precisely what homes are all about. They're immovable. Families also, the relationship with family, immovable. You can't get divorced from your mother. You can't divorce from your father. You can't get divorced from your brother or your nephews and nieces. So the idea of uh, this eclipse being people coming together to house, raise, and move a home, which is immovable object, is a really interesting thing. For me, it's, and maybe I'm just wishful thinking, that maybe things that seem to be immovable, like, you know, people like Putin or the, the, ru or the rulers in um, the government and the regime in Iran, uh, or the idea that there cannot be peace in the Middle East, whatever. All of those things, maybe they can be broken by this um, solar eclipse. And maybe if we all come together, we'll be able to raise the home and shift location to change location. So that's the Sabian symbol for this um, eclipse coming on Tuesday. Maybe for all of us on a personal level, it means that you're going to be able to move an immovable object or project or thing that of like kept you grounded in a sense that will be able to move, but you might need some people to help you out. So that's the nature of the eclipse. Then if we look at October 26, the moon is in Scorpio. It's going to be in Scorpio and it's on top of your, uh, it's on top of the south node. So on Wednesday, you'll be asked to let go, really let go of something that has to do with your DNA, genetics, hereditary curse, intergenerational transfer or traumas. Why? Because the south node is going to be on top of your moon right at the eclipse um, on the new moon in Scorpio because Wednesday is still the new moon in Scorpio. And that, again, the south node represents getting rid of something. The moon is home and family, so I'm not saying you can get rid of your family, but maybe there is a way for you to get rid of some attachments that you carry with or from your family, especially because on Wednesday, a lot of revelations are going to come because the moon is going to be opposite to Uranus. And that could generate unpredictable things, especially or some kind of an emotional roller coaster, especially around home, family, parenting, you as a parent, your own parents. So there's a little bit unpredictability coming into the mix, starting from 26 and October 27. So just watch it a little bit. As you can see, the sun is still attached to Venus, even though Venus passed the sun, she's still attached to it. And Mercury in a few days is going to come into Scorpio, and we're going to complete the Scorpio uh, attachments, you can say. Mercury is still sending good energy to um, uh, Saturn and perfect trying to Vesta. So there's something about, again, a tradition, something about information that relates to home, real estate, because Vesta is the hearth. 
So that could be actually pretty positive. And Mars is still sending a beautiful trine to Mercury. It's even stronger, the trine, which basically means that words and actions are meeting together. There's a big bridge between your passion, your energy, and everything it has to do with communication, marketing, sales, networking. On the 27, which is a Thursday, the moon is shifting completely to a different energy and we're moving into Sagittarius. So the moon in Sagittarius for the next two and a half days or so has to do a lot with plans to travel or traveling, connection to foreign cultures, foreign traditions, information. Everything is about truth, philosophy. So it's actually a pretty interesting day because we're going to have the moon trining a beautiful energy to Jupiter. Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius. It's in Aries, which is a fellow fire sign. So the philosopher and the um, emotional, let's say, imaginative component of you are kind of coming together. So there is a, there is a very link or very connected uh, energy between philosophy and wisdom and your gut feeling and your emotions. So you might get a lot of intuition that you can actually explain. And it's especially going to be very strong uh, for men, strangely enough, because Jupiter in Aries is considered to be masculine. And we're going to move in about a day or two into, yeah, a day after, in Friday, Jupiter is going to move for two months into Pisces, which is much more feminine. But that's uh, happening Friday. So Thursday, big shift. A fire is being recognized because the moon is in Sagittarius. Jupiter is retrograde in Aries. So a very strong expansion around everything that has to do with family, emotions, uh, your gut feeling, intuition. And right on the 28th, we are starting the journey of Jupiter in Pisces all the way up until December 20th. So until December 20th this year, Jupiter is going to be in Pisces. So all Pisces are going to get their big boost of energy that they were promised. And from December 20th until middle of May, Jupiter is going to return to Aries. So all Aries can get uh, what is promised to them. But right now, we're on Friday, we're shifting the energy from a lot of fire into water because we're going to have Jupiter in Pisces very close to Neptune in Pisces. Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces. Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces. And uh, they are coming together. They haven't been together for ages because Neptune has moved into Pisces only in 2012. And before that, it was in 18, for the middle of 19th century. So the fact that Jupiter and Pisces are coming together is a big, big deal. Um, they already came together last time Jupiter was in Pisces. Remember, Jupiter was in Pisces from December of last year until about... Um, May of this year. And um, now they're coming back together again. A lot of connection to imagination, movement, dance, yoga, mysticism, very, very powerful energy, especially this is happening while the sun is in Scorpio, water sign, Venus is in Scorpio, water sign, Minerva is in Cancer, water sign. There's a lot of emotional energy coming in the weekend, Friday. But the biggest thing is definitely Jupiter moving into Pisces for two years. It is very I mean, Jupiter loves to be in Aries, but he also loves to be in Pisces. So we're going to see him move from one sign to the other pretty effortlessly without too much drama. Um, and the yeah, and then we're going to have uh, where the sun. Yeah, Mars is continuing its connection to Vesta. Connection to Mercury is still pretty strong, which is actually good for uh, businesses or ideas. And then October 29, we are starting the... A moment, the let's say the stationary mode. It depends where you are in the world, but Mars is going to be on the 29th and the 30th, starting to stationary, be stationary. Like I said, it's a really good time for meditation, not a good time to start new projects. 
uh, not the best time for elective surgeries, not the best time to uh, start any fights or any wars, you're going to feel Mars going inward. So you might have a little bit more conflict within, in, within you. We talked about it quite a lot. Mars is going to be retrograde in Gemini. Gemini is the nervous system, is the lungs. So it's really important to connect to breathing. Any kind of breath work will be very recommended right now. And uh, the fact that it's going to be retrograde from the 31st onward until January 14th, it's going to, you're going to feel a little bit more lethargic, a little bit more uh, like in extremes because it's like Mars in Gemini is almost as if Mars was diagnosed with manic depressive disorder. So he might be manic and then depressed. You might feel a lot of energy, then nothing. Um, you might feel like you want to work a lot with uh, neighbors, relatives, siblings, or break away from them. You know, there's going to be a lot of that. And we talked about it. It's uh, in the country's sense, it's very, very dangerous for civil wars or big conflict within countries. So again, that's looking from September, from October 29 until middle of January. That leads us to Friday. No, I wasn't Friday. I was in Saturday, the 29. And then on the 30th, what is happening is Mars again is stationary. Still, the moon is moving into Capricorn next Sunday, but that we'll talk next time. So I just want you guys to um, send me some feedback if you remember about how you like this format compared to what we do usually. Um, and by the way, if you didn't get my book, this is my uh, book on the astrology of 2023. Um, I also did this. I'm going to send you an email about it. If you guys you know, on Instagram or whenever you get, if you get five books, because some people ask me about author plates, I didn't even know what it means. Um so if you buy five books and you send me a story about it on Instagram with you with the books, or uh, if you send me an email with that, with that picture, I will send you these, um, I got it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. These plates that are like, um, they're like these, um, these nice plates that are like stickers. And then if you gift the books, at least the person will have their name and some, kind of blessing for next year. So if you do that for your uh, holiday gifts, let me know. And please, please, always, some people ask me what they can do uh, for me. I mean, thank God and goddess, I am well provided for. But if you can get the books, and especially in Amazon, if you can write a review, it takes five seconds, but it really makes a difference. And so that other people can be inspired to get that. So that would be a great service. And let's see. Now, let's look at other things that are happening. What I did prepare for you and some of my thoughts. Mm, no, go away. This is uh, depressing, but it's not connected. Oh, wait, I have to stop share. Sorry. So let's see what we did um, prepare for you. So slideshow. Ah, by the way, I forgot. Actually, it was so funny. Yesterday, I was in the coffee shop and I was preparing this uh, thing for you guys. No, actually, I started writing the email. Uh, I'm going to send you soon about what's happening all of November, like the months. Probably going to send you that on the eclipse. And anyway, I was thinking, oh, I have to tell people about the time travel meditation we're going to have in October. And then I'm looking, I'm saying, oh, my God, it's tomorrow. And I completely, um, I don't know what I completely did, but I completely 
didn't notice that we're having it. So yesterday night is when I realized I'm going to have a class today at 1130. Uh, so right after this, you we have that class uh, happening. It's a time travel meditation. It's a webinar. So you can also get the um, recording. And it's a new technique that I developed slowly that has to do with time travel meditation to try to go back in time to fix you. So we're going to start that right after this class. So you can actually still sign in. Uh, you have it on my Instagram in the story. And of course, uh, here in the Zoom, you have it in the chat. So before I forget. So here is the solar eclipse. This is where the solar eclipse is going to be very dominant. The place it's the most dominant is actually in Kazakhstan and in Russia, really right on top of the, on Moscow, uh, very close to um, St. Petersburg. You can see the peak of the solar eclipse is happening there. That's where it's going to be seen the most. Therefore, that's where it affects it the most. It also goes the second stage of, uh, let's say, the second tier of influence, as you can see, covers Iran, covers the eastern part of Turkey, covers Ukraine, Belarus, and also the uh, Sweden and uh, in Finland. And the second tier is more Eastern Europe, the Middle East, uh, Saudi Arabia, Iraq. But those places are going to be the most dominant. So we have definitely very, very touchy places like Ukraine and Iran, where the eclipse is quickening things right there. So really pay attention to that part of the world in, in, uh, in this week. Iran protests, uh, it's kind of really fascinating. For me, it's a precursor for Pluto being in Aquarius. Pluto is going to move into Aquarius. I have a whole chapter about it in that book uh, around um, March 24 next year. It's going to be there until June. Then it's going to go return to Capricorn. And then it's going to come again in like, 2024 into Aquarius. Then it's going to go back into Capricorn. Then it's going to back into Aquarius. So 2023 and 2024 are periods where literally Pluto is sewing together the fabric of Capricorn with that of Aquarius. It's going to be like an energetic seam in a way. And Pluto in Capricorn favors transformation and changes coming from the more conservative side. Pluto from Aquarius is favoring the opposite, from the more liberal or more democratic side. So it's autocrats versus Democrats. It's uh, the past versus the future. It's old people versus young people. It's uh, people who force other people to wear funny things on their head uh, compared to people who don't want to wear those things on their head. So you see that very strong, not only because we talked about it, Saturn and Uranus. Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius. We're squaring but also because Pluto, once in 250 years, is making the move from Pluto, from uh, Capricorn to Aquarius. And what is interesting about the protests in Iran is that unlike the rest of the revolutions they had there, and God knows these are very powerful people, the, the Iranian, Persians, they have a profound history of thousands of years. You know, that's not easily controlled, even though uh, the Khomeini's and their um, and his minions are trying the best they can. There's something bubbling there. And it's interesting that it is the women who have been repressed for so long, even more than the men that are coming out right now uh, saying enough is enough. Right when Pluto is moving towards Aquarius and right when Saturn, the ruler of Capricorn tradition, is in Aquarius since the beginning of the pandemic, which talks about wanting to find a revolution or connecting to a revolution. So the Pluto in Aquarius, if you look historically, it happened during the French Revolution. Remember, liberté, égalité, fraternité, 
Fraternité. I'm, I don't know. I don't speak French. I'm just trying to channel um, some movie I probably saw before. Liberty, equality, and fraternity. The slogan of the Iranian women is women, life, freedom. Um, the, the American constitution was created at that time when Pluto was in Aquarius, which starts with we the people. You see that these slogans are so connected. And again, I don't think the people that started the revolution and the protests in, in Iran are necessarily astrologer, but it is the sign of the time. It's the zygeist of the time. It's the spirit of the time. Zygeist actually could be translated even to um, uh, the time ghost, because guest, geist is coming like from ghost. So the idea of um, this energy that flows through, and I think that astrology is, is basically based on zygeist and is trying to understand what happens during what time and where. That's why when you go to an astrologer, they ask you, when were you born and uh, where you were born? So I'm very optimistic, even though I do believe that Pluto is the Lord of the underworld, a lot more people will have to die. It's been already two months that this protest started, right? September 16th. So uh, September, October. Ah, it's only, yeah, it's about a month or so. I don't know what the people say that it's two months. Um, we're now in October. I think that's September it started, but it's a month and a half or so. But it's a long time. And the biggest thing, the biggest difference between it, uh, this protest compared to the other ones that were in Iran, is that it's not a one single group. Before that, the government could basically go geographically to where the problem is and shoot everybody there, lock them up, do whatever they want, and that's it. They kind of try to uh, pit all of those different groups that make what Iran is Iran uh, against each other. In this case, it's Kurds, it's, it's Shiites, Shia, it's, it's Sunnis, it's everybody, and it's crossing age groups and social uh, background and geography. So what is happening is it's basically spreading because, again, Saturn in Aquarius, remember we talked about it a few weeks ago, that one of the women that uh, is involved in these protests said that the difference is that this time the protest is not does not have a leader. So you can't really apprehend the main person behind like they did in Russia and put him in jail because there is no a leader. Because there is no leader, it's spread all over. But that's precisely what Aquarius is. Aquarius is the opposite sign of Leo. In Leo, there is a leader. There is a head of the revolution. We cut his head, the revolution dies. Aquarius is the, the will of the people. There is not one leader. It's like um, a monster with hundreds and hundreds of, of, of uh, uh, heads, in a sense. That's why it's harder to organize it, but it's also harder to destroy it. So again... I really think that in the eclipses, we might see some some movement at least. Mars retrograde in Gemini. We talked about it October 29 and 30th. It's stationary October 31 and January 14. It's going to be retrograde. And now it's really funny and not so funny, actually. It was happening in England that Boris Johnson is threatening to retrograde, to come back to 10 Downing Street, which, as you know, he's a Gemini. So... Uh, all the Geminis now, you know, Trump is another Gemini, might be trying to come back into the limelights because Mars is going to be retrograde in Gemini. Again, England already did one time a big decision during Mars retrograde. That was in Aquarius, Mars retrograde in Aquarius in 2016, the Brexit referendum. If they're going to choose another, uh, you know, another Boris, uh, now that Mars is retrograde, I mean, that would be the end of it. But that is interesting to see how the Geminis are now popping back because Mars is, is in his uh, shadow to retrograde. This is another thing I've been, um, uh, because I fly a lot, uh, sometimes, oops, 
I need to um, watch certain things in my so I can actually pass the time, especially flights that are in the middle of the day. And anyway, uh, I was watching um, the TV show that is kind of a prequel for the Batman, which is the story of Alfred. You remember the butler, uh, Michael Caine? So anyway, this is his young version, Pennyworth in HBO. And there is a moment there that he's interacting with the witch. Yeah, there is a witch in that show, which, of course, it makes it much more interesting. And funny enough, the witch is locked by some nuns. And we're talking today about Venus uh, being in Scorpio, which I told you it's um, kind of the witch. Anyway, uh, she tells him something. He tells her uh, he, she's com- he's coming to an interview. I mean, he's coming to, to talk to her because she knows approx- apparently who killed his girlfriend. Never mind. I don't want to spoil you everything. His wife, girlfriend. But what she said, he says to her, I don't believe in witches. And she said something really interesting. She says, the truth doesn't care what you believe. You know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting witches that don't really exist. But it's that's how beautiful astrology, astrology is. It sometimes goes beyond real and the unreal, the fiction and the nonfiction. So anyway, I thought, wait a minute, that is a very profound sentence because the truth is ruled by Sagittarius right? The sign of truth is Sagittarius. Believing is ruled by Pisces. And funny enough, Pisces and Sagittarius are a square sign. They're squaring off. That's why relationship between a square, an Aquarius, sorry, a Sagittarius and a Pisces is very, very difficult because it's fire and water and because they are squaring each other. And it's always, people ask, but why are they squaring? And now I have an answer because Sagittarius is all about truth. They're not that interested in what you believe. And Pisces is all about believing, and the believing becomes their truth. That's why we say the dark side of Pisces is illusions, fanaticism. So again, it's just beautiful whenever I see astrology acting out uh, in even TV shows or books or fiction or even nonfiction. Now, Jupiter is going to move into Pisces, like we said, October 28th to December 20th. And Jupiter in Pisces can cause a lot of flooding and it can cause a lot of uh, water damage. So be extra careful. And I think that I just read someplace, where was it? I think it was, yeah, someplace in Africa that they had the worst kind of flooding in their history. Of course, you remember... Uh, we I talked about it in the book of 2022 that we're going to have Jupiter in Pisces. It will create quite a lot of floods. Um, but we'll talk about uh, the dark side of that next week when we talk about Saturn in Aquarius and my discoveries about that. But Jupiter in Pisces, October 28th to December 20th, you have a month and a half, a little bit more, that you can really tap into what it means Jupiter being in Pisces. So first of all, any kind of sacred places, sacred water places like Avalon, Jordan River, Ganges, and Nigeria's Oshun River, uh, there is many of them all over the world, the sacred lake, the sacred river, the sacred spring, the nymph, you know, the uh, the wells that are sacred. So the water energy is really, really strong uh, from October 28th to December 20th. Like we said, it has to do with dreams, imagination, poetry, dance, intuition, empathy, healing, yoga. Uh, and my feeling is that Jupiter is injecting now a lot of energy into Pisces. So it's almost like so it has enough water there. So when Saturn moves into Pisces, which is going to be March 7 for two and a half, three years, we're going to have enough water because Saturn in water can restrict water or make water flow not in a very easy way. We'll talk about it then. But in my book in 2023, I mentioned all the history of um, Saturn in Pisces and some scary thing that actually has to do with nuclear. Uh, you can read it on the chapter of um, uh, Saturn in Pisces. 
as well as its connection to islands, especially Taiwan. I also mentioned that. So the idea is that now when Jupiter is in Pisces, you're going to become more intuitive. Your dreams can become more meaningful. You can tap into your imagination, especially because this is happening while Mars is retrograde and Mars retrograde makes us go inside. Action comes from inside. Imagination comes from inside. So it actually doesn't have to be so bad after all. And any kind of activity in water will be uh, definitely uh, blessed. So I wanted to see if there's any questions uh, that I can uh, help you with. I'll put again the link of that uh, class we're going to do in half an hour, a little bit less, I mean, in 40 minutes, sorry. Um, the US poll leaning towards Republicans, if there's a surprise possible Democrats. You know, I think that there is going to be a lot of surprises. That's because, and and the polls we all know what the polls are. The polls don't mean anything because a lot of people are ashamed and they should, sorry, to say uh, who they vote for because some of the people that are out there right now, um, uh, who is it? Um, yeah, I don't want to quote them. But anyway, um, there is, the polls we can't really pay attention to. So I can't really tell what it is real or what not, but you can expect a lot of uh, unpredictability and the danger is that I think that there's going to be a lot of fraud, at least, you know, I'm not going to say from outside, but there's going to be some issue because Mars in Gemini, especially retrograde, Gemini is ruled by Mercury, which is the god of liars and thieves. So you have to be aware that there's going to be a lot of a lot of craziness happening in these, these elections. And thank you very much for saying that my book is so good. Um, I wrote it in so many places. I, cause like when I'm editing it, it's kind of funny when I edited it. Yes, I did edit it. I know that you're going to find a lot of mistakes, but I did edit it. And there's, um, a, another friend a, who is an editor who went over it. So hopefully there's not too much mistakes, but when I did go over it, let's say not to re edit, read it again. It was funny because I could say, Oh, I remember this. I wrote in spheres in, uh, the coffee shop in, uh, by the Limat in Zurich. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one I wrote in Alachete when it was so packed with people and I could hardly walk back home. You know, it was kind of uh, the, the book became like a travel book for me, even though it doesn't talk about traveling, but every part of it I wrote in a different place. So it kind of brings back uh, memories of the summer. Um, any other questions that Republicans is becoming more intense and feel like a civil war? Yeah, but every place I go, it's the same. You know, it's not like uh, here in the United States, it's worse than in Israel. They're going to an election very soon or to Bulgaria or in um, uh, other places in the world, England, for example. So, you know, Italy. So everywhere is kind of like um, using the F word. Uh, yeah, please, if you can write reviews, that will be really, really good. And... Not able to sign up for time travel. Yeah, if email me and I'll try to do it with uh, the one that uh, runs it. So email me now if you some reason you can't do it. Uh, during retrograde, you mentioned is it good for things to start with re. I'm wondering that applies to renovation. Is it redoing something, bathroom, kitchen? I will be careful just because Mars retrograde means it's a lot of time you have to deal with breaking things and I don't want you to break a wall and then regret it or do something and have to redo it. If you started the renovations before, yes, but I'm not so sure starting it while you are in Mars retrograde is the best. You do have to be careful. 
So just to be a little bit careful with that. And make sure that the contractor, you know, is somebody you really trust, even if he's more expensive. Um, let's see. Yeah, so um, thank you very much again for joining on the 25th at 10 a.m. I'm going to do the live Instagram with Laura. Uh, maybe you could, uh, I could see you Sunday the 30th or the 13th or the 18th when I'm doing this uh, a webinar on 2023 and we're going to talk about all of that. So I uh, was going to put a split AC. I would be a little bit careful with it. If you can do it this week, do it this week. Maybe it's better to wait until January. So have an amazing eclipse. I'll see you around and thanks for making it. And sorry for the inconsistency in the last two weeks, but that's over. We're now going to be consistent. Uh, again, send a review and let me know if you like this uh, new format and if it works for you better. Thanks a lot. And uh, have an amazing Sunday.